up, everybody? How you doing? How you looking? It is Justin Truth and Dan Keeper back to you with another episode of Talking Football. Again, no Austin on this week. He will be back next week. We hope. We'll see. We'll find out as that comes around. So first off, happy Thanksgiving week because it is a fantastic week. It's actually one of my favorite weeks of the year. Uh, Thanksgiving Day football was one of the best for me. I really, really enjoy it. Uh the games are med this year. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but usually like DraftKings Thanksgiving day is one of my favorite days. Like it's fantastic. So anyways, um, rough, rough weekend for my Utes. Tough loss against Oregon at Oregon. They had their shots, just didn't get it done. Now they need a lot of help to get into that Pac-12 championship game. Um USC making the Pac-12 championship. What else do we have? Tennessee going down was massive. Um, man, I feel so bad for Hooker, man. Like everybody that knows is this just, podcast. Like, He's been my guy. So I didn't want to be the guy to bring it up. And I was very close uh this morning when I was sitting in the deer stand to like poking at you, but I wasn't gonna poke at you at the expense of Hendon Hooker since he was your Heisman pick. And like now officially you're out on that one, right? But at the same time, it's like I just feel so bad for Hooker, and you know, this might be a small blessing in disguise. I was thinking about this because one of the negatives on Hendon Hooker as like a pro prospect was that the Josh Heupel offense is so plug and play; anybody can play. Well, we're about to figure that out when Joe Milton comes in. So, you know, I think if Milton comes in and struggles, which would suck for Tennessee, that's actually going to be like a de facto good thing for Hooker. Like, hey, maybe he, you know was making reads, was doing all these things, not just, you know, playing point guard with the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and yes, my bet is now officially dead. I had the parlay that was not over nine wins for uh, Tennessee and Hooker winning the Heisman, paid out $4,650. It is dead. Sadly, not, I've not, been not excited that all year. So, <laughs> Damn, not, that would have been nice. Great. Yeah, it would have been nice. would have been nice. But anyway. I don't think Dan Campbell's winning coach of the year either. So it's all right. I'm there with you. Yeah. So there we go. Got it. Got episode three of hard knocks. We were in though. Uh, we were in. We were in. We were in. Speaking of this, we haven't talked about this. Have you been, have you watched any of the Arizona Cardinals one yet? No, I can't because I can't take. Okay. So like, I'm going to say this and people are going to be like, well, you just talked about how much you like Detroit. I can't take the Arizona Cardinals seriously. I, I can't. I, I, I'm so like at least Detroit is like in Dan Campbell. Like those, there's passion there. They're like there's emotion. The Cardinals. I don't like Cliff Kingsbury. Kyler Murray has zero interest in playing quarterback besides the fact that he gets paid handsomely for it. Like, and I listen, dude. I'm from Wisconsin. I have seen JJ Watt give speeches enough for my lifetime. Yeah, I, I'm just good. There's nothing in it for me. So, That's yeah, That's I just it wasn't going to be for me. I have been watching it. it it's decent. It's all right. Um, is it I like part, part of me wants me wishes I didn't watch any of it or I should stop watching it. And so then come like June and July when I need football mm. desperately in my life, like I could just watch that and I feel something like feel anything because that's the dead time of just sports in general. Yeah. Um, Last year I did that with the Colts. The Colts had the in season one and it just like it just felt different. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it doesn't it's not yeah, hard knocks. Yeah. It's not hard knocks. I I only watched one episode of the Colts one last year and it was when the Jags beat them just cuz I wanted to watch that shit show happen. <laughs> so, uh, 
There's that. Um, but all right, let's dive into it. So let's do a recap. Last week, uh, we did get Austin's picks in as well. He did hit on his three-game parlay. So congrats to Austin. That is his second of the year. But overall, he went, excuse me. Overall, he went five and five. I went four and six after starting out four and oh, um, and then lost my next six. And then you ended up going three and so this is one thing. Three can we talk about this? Can we like yes. how many bets can I lose like last second? Because yeah. I was full on triggered. I lost uh under in the Louisiana game pretty easily. South Bama, I lost last second. OSU yep. team over, I lost by two points. Uh, UW first half, I missed. Uh, first half spread, I missed that by a field goal. The under in the Cleveland game, I missed by a field goal. And then the over in the Dallas-Minnesota game, I missed by like a point. Yeah. yeah and I was – I I don't like it here. I don't yeah, – no. I don't, I don't know why no. Vegas is, uh, is doing this to us. We're nice guys. Yeah. Yeah. We are nice people. So overall rankings, I'm in the lead still at 63 and 52, Austin 60 and 55, and then Dan at 53 and 63. Dan's going to come back. He, I feel it. Oh. Nine and nine and one this week. I'm feeling I would it. Love it. We, we've, we've seen it before. It's happened we have before. Seen it before. It has. So uh, this week so far, usually we put it all down in a sheet. We decided to go blind this time. So he doesn't know mine. I don't know his, and we're going to just go, go for it. So, um, I'll start us off as usual. Just to let you know, I do have 11 bets this week. What? Yeah, okay. I did. Go if we have any, uh, if we have any that double up, normally we try to stack those together in the rundown. Yeah. So if we may double up, I'll just move them around uh, so we okay. can talk about them. Because rivalry weekend, a lot of big games. I'm sure there will be some crossover. There. Uh, yeah. I tried not. Yeah, probably. Honestly, probably. All right. I'm going to start us off with. So. Down in Mississippi, there's some drama going on right now. Is somebody going to be the head coach? Is somebody not going to be the head coach? Is somebody going to Auburn? We don't know, but we kind of do know. But is he lying so we don't actually know? We're going to find out here this weekend if it's actually true or not. But I have to bet on this game. It is a Thanksgiving Day college football. It's always awesome. It is a rival of Ole Miss versus Mississippi State. It is always, always, always on Thanksgiving, and it's fantastic. And, folks, I'm taking the under here. This is... This I feel this in my bones that Mississippi State's defense is going to try to slow them down. Ole Miss, we know that their defense can be good. They like to run the ball as well. The over-under is at 59.5. I think this is a low-scoring game. I remember last year I took the over, and it was like under by legit like 35 points. Like it wasn't even close. Actually, this was one of the like first times that we did a big parlay together, I think, was around this week last year. Um, So – Anyways, I'm taking the under 59 and a half in Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Right. So it took exactly one game for us to get a crossover. Uh, same game, not same bet. I'm taking Ole Miss as a favorite going to Mississippi State, understanding all the drama that's going around one Lane Kiffin. Um, okay. So without making this a Lane Auburn talk, for some reason, I feel like Lane is going to flip this into motivating that team. On paper, Mrs., uh, Ole Miss is better than Mississippi State. They just are. They're a more talented team. They should win the Egg Bowl. I don't want to say handily, but comfortably. Uh, Jackson Dart is really starting to come into his own in that offense, which we've seen before. Uh, you know, Getting Lane's offense down does take a little bit of time. So I'm taking Ole Miss here. 
as a two-point favorite on the road. And yeah, Friday night, who knows what happens, but this game's not uh, after that. The game's before that. It's on Thursday night, Thanksgiving. So I think Lane's going to have the troops focused, and I like them as a two-point favorite. My next game is I'm going to get a little power five here, and I'm taking Tulane as a two-and-a-half-point dog going to Cincinnati. Here's the thing about Cincinnati. We, we keep saying, like, we keep giving them unfair credit every week, but I think Tulane is one of two teams that could say they're the best G5 school in the nation. Therese, you know who the other one was, and don't worry, we're going to talk about them later. But for right now, this is Tulane. Tulane is in the driver's seat when this game and they can get to a, a, a New Year's Day Bowl, which is huge for them, right? Be the G5 representative for a New Year's Day Bowl. So give me Tulane as a two-and-a-half-point dog going to Cincinnati. All right. I'm up. And guess what, folks? We're rolling with it. I also have Tulane. At, oh I, have them at, I got them at plus two, um, and I still feel comfortable with it because they're winning this game outright. Uh, but I am taking plus two at Cincinnati for Tulane. So there we go there. Next one. One of the best rivals that I love watching. I grew up watching this. My my uncle was a huge Florida State fan. Um, and this Florida, Florida State game, I just grew up watching this game with him. And so I had to bet it. It's one of my favorite games of the year. And I'm taking the over 58 in this game. I think that's too low. I honestly feel somewhat confident that we're going to be high 40s at the end of half. Like, I think this overhits with like seven minutes left in the third quarter. Like, it just feels like it, it's that type of game. Florida State's playing really well. The offense playing well. Florida puts up points. I know they struggled and lost to Vanderbilt last week, but they just do. Like, Florida has put up points against some really, really good teams. I continue to think they're going to be just an over machine here. So, give me the over 58 for Florida, Florida State. Yeah, I wanted to bet on that game so bad. Did you see that Anthony Richardson came out and uh, guaranteed a victory? I did not. Yeah. Yeah, he guaranteed a victory this weekend. That's crazy. And I, I think they're like a 10-point dog, too. So I was like, well, uh, okay. Hey, wild. Shoot or shoot. I mean, if you can get it, it's good business to be in. Uh, as a Pac-12 local guy, I need to ask you, because I don't understand. Why is Washington, Washington State called the Apple Cup, Apple Bowl, Apple whatever the hell it is? Like, I just don't understand. Uh, honestly, I don't even know why it's called that. <laughs> like... Uh, I don't get it. Like it, it. Are there a lot of apple orchards in Washington? I guess I don't know. Is I mean, like it's, it's still far enough away from me that I don't really pay attention to like everything Washington. Like okay. you know, like, okay. Well, I just if nothing else, I just wanted to uh, piss off at least one person listening right now. Uh, someone screaming at the radio. So, oh, for sure. Shout out. shout out you. But one thing I do know is Washington is going to cover two points going to Washington State. Michael Penix Jr. is on an absolute roll. This Washington team had a couple stumbles out the gate, but they're playing some good ball, man. Still playing for something, too. I think technically they can still get into the Pac-12 championship. So good on them. Uh, so, yeah, hey, Washington as a two-point favorite. Next game, we're going to break the seal. We're just going to open the can of worms. I'm taking Michigan as a seven-and-a-half-point dog going to Ohio State. Wow. Back-to-back years, Michigan beats 
I no Michigan covers against Ohio State. Let's not say beat. I think this game has low score, grinded out, Big Ten football written all over it. Um, Michigan's going to want to run the ball. They're, they they have to. Blake Corum said he's good to go. I just think things are trending that way. I can see this being a three or four point game. And hey, if it's a three or four three or four point game. It's anybody's game. Ohio State hasn't truly been punched in the mouth. Maryland took them to the end of the game last weekend, which I just, okay, why? But, uh, yeah, I think Michigan here, that spread's just too big for me. Would I be shocked if Ohio State wins by 30? No. But I think if it's a close game, Michigan's definitely in it. So I like the line here. I mean, Michigan. Nice. Um, so update, I was Googling some stuff while you're out. So yes, Washington is huge with apples and they produce enough for like 10 to 12 billion people of apples a year. So good for them. Uh, so yeah, so that's why. Duh, obviously. Um, okay. Let's just stick to it. I'm taking Washington at minus two. <laughs> Let's just stick with Look that. At <laughs> Look at us go there. So um, like you said, Washington still has an outside shot at making the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, got to win here to make that happen. Given they're going to know beforehand, like, because they're the late game, they're going to know on Saturday night if they can make it or not. But either way, rival game, they're going to want to win this. Next one, Wake Forest minus three and a half at Duke. You have to take it. Wake Forest is going to win this game. Three and a half is a small number. Uh, Duke's defense is not great. I know they've been keeping up um, with some other teams and stuff, but I think that Wake is going to be motivated enough to try to end this year off of, you know, a big win here and try to head into next season with some motivation, especially if Sam Hartman comes back. They may be the favorite heading into next year if he comes back. Um, And then my last one, Coastal Carolina, James Madison, huge matchup here. Like a lot of people don't know that, like realize how big of a matchup this was. James Madison was ranked like two weeks ago. Um, they have lost a few. Coastal Carolina has only lost once this year. So one question is, is I don't know why the spread is so big. Um, McCall's not playing. Is he not playing? Is that what it is? Grace, Grace McCall's not playing. That's why. That is why then. Okay, because the spread is night 13 and a half. I wasn't going to do that. I was actually going to take the over which I'm still going to do makes me a little bit more nervous, but I'm going to take the over 54. Um, even when McCall went out, what game was that? that they were playing me and that you was like, text in that game. It was like two or three weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a Friday night game. I think um, their backup still was able to move the ball and stuff. Like, yeah, he, he's a lot more of a runner than McCall yeah, is. I was just saying that uh, he's got a little bit of wiggle to him. You know, he can run some guys over. So um, I still think they will be able to put up points. James Madison will, will want to put up points. Um, so give me the over 54 here. I still think that's a low number. Of all the overs you could take, I can't believe you spat in the face of our team. Uh, might be too easy to say. I mean, you might have them later. But in the spirit of Thanksgiving, one thing we have been thankful for on this podcast, now two years running, Trees, two years running is the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners who are the other team besides Tulane, who, in my opinion, is they're the two best G5 teams in the country. I would love to see them play as like a G5 championship. I'd be here for that. Uh, they play UTEP this weekend, which like isn't a rivalry game, but like I feel like it should be because they're both Texas schools, but they're not close. 
Anyway, the over in this game is set at 56 and a half, and I'm smashing that because UTSA has been basically doing that themselves the last couple weeks. Uh, Frank Harris, listen, if you if you like to if you like to get off on like small school quarterbacks who are just super goddamn fun, Frank Harris is for you. Uh, yes. So find your TV, folks. I think it's a Saturday 2:30 game, maybe. Uh, just watch that game. Watch the Roadrunners, and then bowl season. With us, take the Roadrunners. So taking the over, 56 and a half. My last college game, and this one's a plea. Okay, this is me betting as a plea to the University of Nebraska. I am begging you to not only cover 10 and a half against Iowa, which I think you can do because Nebraska only plays close games, but please, for all that is holy in the entire world, please beat Iowa so we don't have to watch them in the Big Ten Championship. I need that. Oh okay. Yeah, that'd be so. If, if Iowa wins, they're in. You know that, right? No, I didn't realize. If that. Iowa wins, if Iowa beats Nebraska, they are in. If they lose, it goes to most likely Purdue. Yes. Which is the bet yes. I made at the beginning of the year that Purdue would represent the Big Ten West. So this is we need things, okay? But please, everybody, if you go to church, you go to the synagogue, whatever you do, you have a wishing well in your front yard. Whatever you got to do to make sure Nebraska beats Iowa this weekend. Please do it. I'm begging you. And that's my last college bet. That will be just a horrific. Nobody wants it. Nobody nobody. wants it. Nobody. All right. Okay. Let's move on to some NFL stuff. Um, Sorry. Had to get to the right sheet here. Uh, Wonder what? I I already gave a Thanksgiving Day game out. I did a Friday game. Let's go back to Thanksgiving here. I'm taking the Vikings at minus two and a half against the Patriots. Thanksgiving evening. Uh, I man, I really wish this game was better. Like, I feel like the NFL has failed on this third NFL game. Like, it, it, like for a while, it was always like the Ravens versus the Steelers, and now it's this. Like, what was it last year? Wasn't it like the Saints and like Niners or something like that? I can't even remember. What I it think was it last was year. Saints. Was it like Saints? No, it wasn't Saints Chiefs. You're right. It was Saints somebody. Yeah. But like the problem is that they're locked into Cowboys um to uh excuse me Cowboys Detroit right uh, that's fine like I actually like which, that which I get that right yeah but like yeah this third game I know what you mean like they should really try to put a heavyweight there the problem is you can't flex this game yeah so yeah there's yeah. the issue. Spe- speaking of flexing it's usually this week when they start to tell everybody what the Saturday games are for late December mm-hmm. which is exciting so we'll see how that goes but anyways Taking Vikings minus two and a half at the Patriots. Vikings are not going to be happy with the way they just performed against the Cowboys. They're going to want to come back and they're going to set the tone there. Uh, Next one, taking a road favorite in the Buccaneers coming off of a bye. The Browns got beat up last week. They lost multiple players. um, And I think that this number is too low, especially with Tom Brady coming off of the bye. Like I said, Bucks minus three and a half at the Browns. Right. And it's Tampa needs to get going. Like right now is the time where, hey, we're shit good off the pot and we can't get off the pot. So time to go. Uh, same as you. I'm taking for my first NFL bet, Minnesota as a two and a half point favorite against New England. I just think for all the reasons you said, Minnesota crapped the bed last week. And I just don't think New England's very good. Like, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't. 
I just don't, especially going on the road to Minnesota so they can't even play the elements game there. My next bet is sticking on Thanksgiving, and I just had to take this one. Had to. I think it's the highest over the entire week. I'm taking the over 54 Bills and Detroit. If Jamison Williams plays, which I know is a huge ask, but he is practicing now, even if he just gets out there for like five reps, dude, I just want to see him on the field. And I think him just on the field is going to open a lot underneath for Amon Ross St. Brown. And Detroit's shown it before. They can score points in bunches. And we know Buffalo can as well. So this one, let's root for points. Ignore your drunk uncle yelling at you in the other room. It's on Thanksgiving. Just root for touchdowns. Love it. Love it. All right. Uh, my next one. I'm going to do a first quarter spread, folks. First quarter spread. We're riding with Tua here. Minus oh, yeah. three and a half on the Dolphins. Minus three and a half, folks. I think two, I think the Dolphins are going to start off hot. They're going to want to, you know, after having coming off the bye, they're going to want to explode. They're wanting to put up some points. Minus three and a half seems like a low number there. I mean, essentially it's, hey, let's score a touchdown and then, you know, let our opponent not score there. So I just don't see why you wouldn't feel comfortable in this bet, especially considering it's the Texans. <laughs> like, it's also the worst team in the NFL. Like, you hope that you're up by at least four points heading into the second quarter. So, uh, yeah. And who knows who starts at the, at the Texans quarterback position? Um, Lovey oh. Smith talked. Lovey Smith said that he is not pleased with how multiple people are playing, and that includes the quarterback in Davis Mills. What does he want him to do? No idea. Like, like I mean, like straight up, like what do you want? Yeah, I don't, I I wish I could answer that question for you. But oh my gosh, that is uh that is bet number one. Bet number two. I'm going to, so I just rode with your team. Let's ride with my team now. I'm going to take the over 43 and a half in the Ravens-Jags game. By the way, folks, we, talk, we talked about this last week, how we're like, ah, do we really want to put two plays um, on the same game? Those are the two plays we lost in our five-game parlay, by the way. Uh, both of the Ravens games last week. Um, but I'm going to take the over 43 Have you noticed, and a half. like, we, we need to just stop putting Ravens in parlays. Ravens because are whenever we do, whenever chargers. we do, we fall for them every time. Yep, every time, every time. And I'm doing it again right here by taking the over. But Jags are coming off of a bye. Uh, I feel confident in them. Ravens, they can put up points. Um, obviously, they also could not put up points. I mean, they struggled with Carolina. But I just think this could be – I mean, 44 is really not that, that high of a scoring game. 28-24 type game, 28-21. I could see that happening, so give me the over on 43 and a half there. And by the way, I have struggled mightily on over-unders in the NFL this year. It is by far, by far my worst betting thing. So doesn't make me feel great that I'm doing it again, but here we are. Hey, hey man, I'm I'm here for you. Let's ride. Uh, I'm actually sticking with that Miami game, and I'm taking Miami full game as a 12-point favorite uh, hosting Houston. The only thing I'm looking for in this game, to be honest, besides Miami scoring a bunch of points, is when Laramie Tunsil goes on the field, I hope he gets a standing ovation from the entire Dolphins fandom at the game. Because the reason why this team is good is because of Laramie Tunsil asking for a trade, going into Chris Greer's office and going, shit, I'd trade me for that. And that's how the dominoes started falling. So give me Miami, negative 12. And then I'm going to go Seattle as a three-and-a-half-point favorite Hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are bad. Seattle's coming off a bye. I think this is going to be a heavy 10-walker game. 
huge game for Ken Walker. Uh, and I just don't think Vegas is good at all. So give me Seattle. Love it. All right. And my last bet of the weekend, I am taking the over 13 and a half first half points with the San Francisco 49ers. I feel so confident in this one. And I shouldn't say that, but like the, the way the Niners are rolling right now, they are scary. I know everybody's kind of on them because they just dominated on Monday night football, but like they look scary and the saints have not looked good recently. And by recently, I mean basically all year, but I think the Niners are setting the tone and they are hunting for that two seed. I don't think they're going to be able to catch the Eagles, but I think they're going to be able to get up to that two seed by the end of the season. Really? Yeah. It's just so nice to know that Miami doesn't own San Francisco. I can just enjoy them being good. This is very yeah. enjoyable. Yeah, now that they traded <laughs> that pick, it's just like, yeah, yeah. Like, we're good. Yep. Okay. Yeah, well, well I'm out of bets, got... man. Uh, uh, no, that's oh, it. That sorry, was, uh, I think you had one more. I was bet 10. Sorry. Nope. Uh, okay. I just did 10 this week, so. Oh, duh. I, guess I had we're, an extra one. I had an extra yeah. one. That's why. You, okay, cool. You cool. All right. So, three-leg parlay time. All right. I'm looking at this. I am for sure going to take Seattle three and a half against the Raiders. I like that bet a lot. I'm going to throw that one in. This is a great podcast. You guys can hear me building this now. I'm going to take. Washington, negative two, and I'm going to take the over for UTEP, UTSA. That'll be my three-leg parlay is uh, Seattle beating Vegas, Washington over Wazoo, and then the over for UTEP, UTSA. Love it. All right, I'm going to take the under 59.5 on Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Let's just start this off on Thanksgiving evening, and then I'm going to take the Dolphins at minus 3.5 in the first quarter, and I'm going to take the Bucks at minus 3.5 at the Browns. Let's do it. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Five leg parlay. We know two lanes in there. So go ahead and just put two lane plus two. Okay. And we know uh, Minnesota is in. We want Minnesota in there. So Minnesota okay. minus two. Uh, the bet I want to take of mine is Wake minus three and a half. So I will add Wake minus three and a half there at Duke. Okay, and then I'm looking at that right now, and I don't mm. – let's put in Nebraska. Nebraska, 10.5 is a lot of points for Iowa to beat someone by. Like, yes. it's just a lot. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll have Nebraska cover, and then we'll, uh, we'll hope like hell that they win. Yeah, so speaking of this, one thing, do you think Buffalo headed back home, or do you think they stayed in Detroit? I hope they stayed in Detroit. Since they already played there last week, it kind of makes sense, especially on a short week. Like short week, yeah. There for three or four days, right? Um, okay, so if we wanted to – so we have one NFL, we have three college. I don't hate Dolphins three-and-a-half first quarter, um, but I, I also really that. like – Oh, okay. Well, I like uh, – you got that too. All right, dude, fine. Um, I'll tell you my two – you want to go Niners? Or what, what were you going to say? The two that I liked most were Ole Miss minus two at Mississippi State of yours and over 58 for Florida, Florida State. Those were the two I liked most. Okay. If you want to, if you're okay doing four college, I do like but, Florida, Florida State. But I also do like that if we wanted to go to another NFL game, um, mm-hmm. maybe we do. Maybe we, maybe we do that. So it's three and two. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's let's think let's think this through logically. Okay. Miami's coming yeah. off a bye week. We both love Mike McDaniel. Yes. Okay. They're playing Houston. The defense is going to shut them down. Do we really think we're going to get this game and Mike McDaniel isn't going to have a poetic opening script? Yeah, exactly. Okay. From, the, from Miami. That's it. We're doing yeah. it. Okay. Miami three and a half. First quarter, folks. First quarter only, not the First game. quarter, three and a half points. And I'm telling you, we talked about it last week. That it's electric betting on first quarters. Uh, like, which is, and, and I hate how confident I am in this now because Miami hates their kicker because Jason Sanders is not good. So they've right. gotten very aggressive going for touchdowns instead of three. So, yeah. wow. Okay. All right. So here we are. Woo-hoo! We got. All right. We got. We got too late. Now I, I got to move that down to two because it's two now, not two and a half. I know you got it at two and a half, and I'll give it to you, but. For the for our parlay, we got to put it down to two. So Tulane plus two at Cincy. We got Wake minus three at Duke. We got Nebraska plus five or sorry plus ten and a half versus Iowa. We have Minnesota Vikings minus two and a half versus New England Patriots, and then we have the Dolphins minus three and a half first quarter spread against the Houston Texans. I like how it's it's an all spread parlay. Like we got to mix up couple dogs, couple favorites. The the first quarter bet, so very balanced, but I just thought it was yeah. interesting. So it's it all is spread. Great. So. It is great. But um, one thing I did want to say is, yes, Jamison Williams practicing, just huge. Like everybody on this podcast has listened like throughout the season knows he was my wide receiver one. I'm pretty sure he was you're either wide receiver one or two. Um, it's going to be – that offense is going to just be amazing when he's when he's back healthy. And in reality, it's not going to be until next year. Like, But it's going to be so much fun watching him with St. Brown. And ha- have you noticed that they straight up either, – it's either they hate Swift or he's not healthy. I think it's the latter. I think Justin Jackson – Justin Jackson has outsnapped him. Three games in a row. Our guy, Justin Jackson. Our guy, Justin. <laughs> uh, Northwestern legend, Justin Jackson. Um, I just thought, like, I really think that they're just trying to get him to next season. Because this season's gone. I mean, they have an outside side shot the playoffs, but, like, you know, I think this is a long-term thing where they're like, listen, we got Jamal Williams. We got, you know, Greg Reynolds, Justin Jackson, you name them. And uh, let's just get through this season, get to the offseason, and have, you know, don't risk any further injury or any potential new injury or limit the exposure to a new injury because DeAndre Swift has not been healthy since he became a professional football player. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just another reason why everybody in that draft class should have had Jonathan Taylor's RB1. Just saying. Yep. Just saying. Just saying. He's also Uh, been hurt this year, but whatever. Yeah, but he looks healthy. I mean, he has for two weeks yeah. too, so he's he's looks really good. Um, I I'm not gonna lie though. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was. I'm trying to think of where he was ranked in my rankings for. Um, I honestly I don't even remember who else was in that draft class. Uh, Edwards Hilaire. I had. Um, I I didn't even have. I didn't even have Ceh in my top five. That's one thing I can. Be smart happy people about. did. Um, it was. Uh, it was Edward Taylor, Taylor Swift. Was Dobbins in that one? 
Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he was. Dobbins, I had Dobbins pretty high. I had Dobbins as like Dobbins in, in his draft class. I, I can't remember if, if that was the same one. I think it was, though. It was. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. Yeah, yeah. So Dobbins was number one. I guess we could go back to one of these podcasts and just figure out what I said, but I'm almost certain it was. I know Dobbins was one. I'm pretty sure JT was two. Um, honestly, I actually, it, I might have ended up moving CEH up to like four. Um, I was low on Swift because of the injuries. So I remember that. I think I'm forget. We're forgetting somebody. There's, there's. Yeah, I remember I had, I had Clyde low because I was like, what does he do? I was like, he faces yeah. empty boxes and he gets four or five yards. But yeah. whatever. Anyways, um, sorry. But yeah, people are. People so are, uh, I don't want to talk about or any any other NFL team. If you're looking for someone to DM for you, uh, Justin and I are more than happy. We'll get the running back position correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, that was the one you, where that's I had. That's how you build a winning team. Just get the running back right. Yeah, yeah. I will say Herbert was my guy in that draft class too. Um, we went and saw. I went and saw him at the Senior Bowl, um, and I was so high on him. So, um, also Justin Jefferson was my wide receiver one in that draft class. So Damn, you should have called the well. should have called the Eagles. I literally, I can go back to my my tweets during that draft class. I was just like. Jaguars, Justin Jefferson, no matter what. And they had two draft picks. Could have gone both times. Went with CJ Henderson, who I didn't like. Caleb on Chase on. And then Chase on. Um, I actually had Fulton ranked ahead of Henderson, which is looking like it's good. I actually did like Chase on. I will not say that I did. I, I did too. Did I, I I really thought Chase on was going to be good. Me I thought too. he had like a really nice bend off the edge. Yeah. Um, but so that's but, a nope, that's, that's scouting with talking football. Yep, exactly. Love it, folks. All right, everybody. We appreciate you all. Have a fantastic Thanksgiving week, weekend. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the friends, family, food. Be thankful for everything you guys have. And tonight we've been talking football. <laughs>